This is Sam Caligioni, founder and CEO of Dogfish Head Brewery, and you are listening to At The Bar Podcast. Cheers. episode the dear brewery owners please stop dot 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 we are bringing back a sequel episode that episode was so big i got so much great feedback oh we had to do a sequel jeff and this episode is that sequel oh my god titled yes. titled dear bar customers please stop doing this and that as always i'm one of your Usual Suspects, co-host of At The Bar Podcast, Mike, and joining me as usual, the other half of the Suspects, uh, Mr. Jeff. That's me. Hey, guys. It's been a long time yeah. since we've been behind the mics. Life's been in, I'm not saying in the way, per se, but living the, living the dream, right? I was mm-hmm. traveling. Uh, I was in New Orleans, which we'll, we'll talk about next week, next episode. You've done some big I traveling. In uh, British Columbia and Seattle and Buffalo, New York. So I've been all over as well. So yeah, we've been keeping busy. A lot of traveling, a lot of life things getting getting uh, happening. But we're back. Uh, quick little thing to address: our fresh new logo. Hey, oh, yeah. I like it. Big fan. Big fan of that. Um, shout out to Mike Loves Beer who helped me with uh, part of it. He is the guy who made the actual pint of beer because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I did everything else. Just that one piece I don't know how to do. So Mike uh, helped us out. Uh, so uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, we actually met him. He's uh, one of Joel's friends, and we actually met him at the Barrel Monks anniversary party near the Very end. nice. Yes. So, uh, Very cool. A listener of the show helped us with our new logo and, 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 and everything else. So I'll give him a shout out. Uh, Mike loves beer on all uh, social media platforms, uh, Twitter and Insta. But back to the back to the main topic here. This has been really on my mind a lot. I work, I mean, we both work in the service industry, specifically the uh, alcohol beverage industry. Uh, obviously, it's no secret. Your boss man at Black Marlin, uh, seafood restaurant, but also has a full bar. Uh, I work for a brewery, which will be named just that. Uh, for separation uh, purposes, but this thing's been on my mind, and I want to have an episode with Jeff, obviously, because uh, the the brewery owners please stop with such a huge success. Jeff's like, "Hey, we need to do a customer version." I said, "You bet your white ass, we are doing it." <laughs> my very, my very, very white ass. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now that we have time, man, it's great to be you know recording again and and, and back to the grind. But hell uh, yeah. I kind of what I, I kind of told Jeff what my really my big point is that I want to address. So I'm not sure how that incorporates with his. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let him kind of dictate what what happens next here. Yeah, well, I, I just want to say, hopefully, this goes over as well as it did the last time. I feel like last time was great because our listeners were on the uh, on the same side as us and the <laughs> in what we were talking about. Hopefully, you guys don't get offended by some of the things that we're saying now that we're flipping the script a little bit as far as uh, kind of the rules of the road for what we should be doing as customers going into breweries and the things that not necessarily that we should be doing, but the things that we should stop doing. Um, 
because they are things that maybe subconsciously we don't even realize that we're doing, but they're things that are, are definitely getting in the way of the breweries doing their jobs properly. So I mean, even, even bars too, or, you know? Yes. Yes, of course. Breweries, bars. Um, but I do have some, I have a couple that are, are specific to uh, craft breweries uh, as our show goes with the brew, you know, with the craft beer theme um, I wanted to kind of target. So it's brewery customers, please stop. Uh, that's kind of the direction I went. I don't know if you want yeah. me to go first or if you got one. In the, uh, in I mean, the I got, I got, I got the one and a half. I got two, really two, but I kind of want to, you know what my big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you feel we can save that towards the end? Cause that's pretty sure. loaded. Sure. All right. I've got I've got my first one. It's it's an easy one. It's a good entry level thing that we should start with to get the ball rolling on this subject. My first one is uh, brewery customers, please stop supporting bad breweries. (laughs) It's not it's not that I'm saying don't support local. Um, You can support local, but we've talked about it so many times. You need to talk with your wallet and you need to let the bad brewers know that what they're doing is not good. And if we just blindly, blindly support bad breweries, all we do is further water down the market, make it more and more difficult for good beer to get into the market. And we make the people who are doing it right. And the people who are pouring out bad batches and putting out quality beer, we make them harder to find and give them less of a podium for their product to get out there. And, and it's a disservice to the customers. It's a disservice to the whole industry as a whole. Um, it's a disservice to good brewers and people who are doing it right. And we have gotten to the point where there are a, enough breweries. There are enough breweries in yeah, any okay. market that you can be selective and still support local. And you can start talking with your wallet and we need to do so. So brewery customers stop supporting bad breweries if you go to a brewery and you just tell everybody oh go here because it's local and you don't believe the beers are good then then you got to stop doing that because it's gonna just the the bubble is gonna burst and you don't want the the good breweries to be on the receiving end of the bubble burst you want the bad ones to be washed out yeah absolutely and it goes into this this customer psyche of you know local breweries local beer is good beer and it's really not the case anymore um it has been the case in a long time but i feel like you know me personally this is you know a very big point of focus moving forward right going in you know 2018's ending 2019's around the corner you know we do that on the show um that's a big big component into our craft brewery spotlights and everything else rolling forward is that we get approached a lot guys a lot about Breweries want us to go out there pretty much all over Florida. Hey, guys, come out. We love to have you, you know, pretty much free publicity, which is which is fine. Right. But we've said a, a lot of no's and very little yeses, considering the amount of spotlights we've done. Right. And mm-hmm. me and Jeff talk a lot about is this brewery kind of what we're about? Is the beer is good? This and that. And we go back and forth a lot before we even book a episode date right so all the brewery spotlights going back since episode one have all been talked about everything and it's all been planned and you know we believe in those breweries we drink those breweries beers even funky like i still love fucking buddha say what you want about the buyout but i still love their beer um most of the time i mean there's duds but the whole local is is quality thing is dead um our second most popular slogan is quality over everything and it should be local it I, I don't have a problem being local but it's not fully true 
So quality over everything. That's exactly right. And if your brewery down the street doesn't serve good beer, then don't recommend it. There's no shame in that, right? I mean, if they can't handle the criticism, then they're in the wrong business. And if you criticize their beers and they end up, you know, reformulating it and and do better, then that's great. And then maybe give them another try. But well, and and also beer isn't isn't good anymore, right? And like that. Yeah, and also you have to think about too that you're you're providing you're providing this person you know that last breath that second breath whatever it is that that heartbeat to keep them on keep them going. Well, they're taking up valuable brewery space and valuable brewery equipment in a town that could have a brewer that comes in and wants to buy all that equipment out or that location out and open up a brewery and do things right for you. Um, there's no shortage of people wanting to open up breweries, especially if the location is set up for brewing already. So right. if you have a bad brewery and they're doing bad beer, you, you shouldn't be just supporting them because, oh, it's better than having no brewery. Don't worry about that. There's going to be another brewery. It's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, you just have to hope that the next person's going to do it right. Um, and if you do it long enough where you take the mediocre brewer and you support them, they just get worse. They don't get better. If they're not good from the, if they're not doing it right from the beginning, they're not going to start doing it right. So you, if you keep supporting them, despite them phoning it in, they're just going to go, oh, well, it was easy to get them the first time. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah. And there's, and there's something to be said of you go to brewery A, you go to at the bar podcast or at the bar brewery, right? And every beer you have is, is really good, but you get that one, that new beer that maybe isn't it. That's a whole, that's very that's different, different than, yeah. very different than at the bar, whatever brewery too, that everything's bad with that one good beer they're, mm-hmm. they're they're not the same and i mean I, I don't know what else to say i mean like i i really want to speak I, I i speak with my wallet you know seven days a week i am actively boycotting breweries and people who know me personally or see come into where i work and talk shop with me like they pretty much know i am against uh a good handful of breweries for what i feel are very legitimate reasons um, and we've talked about the, the 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 episode one of this, the the prequel, right? Of how much I can't stand greedy brewery owners and and that kind of tactic. I haven't had a single beer since, never. I've actually given them away because mm. I forbid a drink. And I've and it, yeah, they're good sours, but I don't like the way they run their business, and I'm not buying any more of their beer. Mm-hmm. And is my wild gonna make that big of a difference? Probably not, but I, I feel like my word of mouth and, and my opinion and the platform that we are on, which is what you're currently listening to, makes a difference. And, so, and it's going to raise awareness and hopefully in some wicked sense of the industry make a difference, right? So every little bit makes some difference. Yeah. Am I riding this brewery? Am I riding Hidden Springs off? Not entirely, but until things change and, and they change, I, I won't be personally sure. be supporting them. Sure. In my opinion. So, yeah. You got, what, what you got next? Oh, boy. What's okay. Next, what's your next point? Or so, should I go? I, well, I do have another one. It kind of was on okay. the same. It's on the same line of thinking as well. Nice. This is another one. This is a pet peeve of mine, and it's also a reason I stopped using Untapped altogether, um, besides laziness. Um, <laughs> so, brewery customers, please stop untapping beers out of loyalty and not like not about the quality please stop saying i like this brewery so i'm going to give every beer i try a 4.5 yeah that's inflation you're it's 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 
upsetting. It, it's terrifying. It's every time that I go to buy a beer for my bar and I go on untapped, every beer is a 3.5. Yeah. They're all 3.5 or higher, four. And it's like, no, they're not. I've tried awful, awful beers and looked on untapped, 3.75. And all you can think is, what idiots are giving this a 4.3? Of our 4.5 or whatever. And the reason that they're getting, you look and it's like 25% five-star write-offs. And it's all people yeah. that every, you check what they've checked in, every single beer from that brewery, five stars. No, they're not. Yeah. You're just doing that because you like them or you know the bartender or you went in and you thought the brewery was cool. But that's not what the, the platform of Untapped is. You need to understand that Untapped is there for us to know what beer tastes good and how good it is and rate yeah. the beer. Um, if you inflate those beers out of loyalty to some tap room, it doesn't give us an honest opinion of what the beer is. And that's something that really, uh, it affects us. It affects us as buyers in the beer, in the beer industry. Um, it affects me on a buying level for my restaurant. When I go to find a new beer to put on tap and I think, Oh, well this beer is a 4.0. It, it can't be terrible. And then I get it in and it's an easy 2.5 crap beer. It happens all the time. Um, it's 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 probably the biggest reason why I have a love hate with Untapped is I personally use Untapped to kind of for myself to keep track of what I drink, what I like, what I don't like. So if I buy a beer and I like it, I'll buy it again. Go to Untapped. It's, right. it's inflation, right? It's 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 these guys like you just said, people who know the brewery owners. Oh, everything is a four or it's people who just like everything, which probably really pissed me off. There's no way that you like everything. It's impossible. Impossible. You like everything. Secondly, I think the biggest thing that contributes to what your point is, in my opinion, is lack of knowledge on a consumer level, right? This brown ale, oh, this tastes a lot like chocolate, vanilla, and this and that. I'll try it. This shit's fucking water, flavored chocolate, vanilla, flavored water. There's no body to it. There's no, or this beer tastes good, but there's no aroma, but yet, that person giving a four five, I'm giving a three two five because it's not a complete experience, right? So, yeah, it, it's a little bit of everything. So it's a it's a piece, it's a pie, it's a pizza pie, right? It's an eighth of this, eighth, an eighth of that, right. eighth of this. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just lack of knowledge, right? It's yeah, people who think they know everything and they don't. Not that I know everything, but I don't flex like some people do, or I don't swing dick like like some people do and, and I don't walk around bragging how much I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very similar. It's like the Yelp effect. And I tell people this all the time. You have to, you have to respect Yelp's opinion a little bit. It's going to give you a, somewhat there some a, a there's some truth to it. However, you you're voluntarily taking a non experts expertise opinion. So it's somebody who's a non expert at what you do, giving their opinion on how you should do it better. And that in itself is a flawed system already. And it's mm -hmm. very similar and untapped. You're basically pooling non-experts yeah. about how much they like beer on an expert level and and then rate it on a five-star basis. Well, <laughs> there's people who don't know the difference between any kind of styles, not even like similar styles or whatever. Like there's people that just don't know the difference between ales and lagers to some degree. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So not, not saying that's a bad thing. There's beer drinkers at every level, but to to take an opinion of somebody who doesn't even doesn't know that an IPA has hops in it and they go out and say I like IPAs but they don't actually really know um, to take whatever they rate a beer in 
And for somebody who does like IPAs or does specifically know about beer to take that opinion, you're basically voluntarily listening to a non-expert about something that you have expertise in. Um, So I understand that it's a flawed system already. What makes it worse is, see, at least that, even without the non-experts, at least you're getting an honest opinion on whether they like the beer or not. What makes it worse is when you get somebody who says, I love X brewery, so I'm going to give them all five stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's people like that. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And if you do that, stop because you're ruining the way that beers are rated. Yeah. And it's, it's the thing that I I coined here a while ago. It's the 80, 20 effect, right? It's 80% of people just not to their own fault, just don't understand the intricacies and, and definitions and everything like maybe you and I do, we're that 20% or like other people within industry. No, we're that 20%. We can tell you, break things down and tell you what certain hops do, what all this stuff does compared to the 80% are just super casual people who are like, Oh yeah, this beer tastes like this or this and this. But when you ask them, Oh, well, what are the four main ingredients of beer? They have no idea. They don't know, mm-hmm. but they're giving this beer, this and that flaunting how much they know and this beer is super hazy and oh my god and blah 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 it's the 80 20 rule we're gonna make we're gonna make a shirt that's be the uh 80 20 and we're gonna we're gonna make it famous um but yeah i mean it's 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 that thing and that drives me crazy that's probably one of my pet peeves is is people who like i guess to continue i guess mine for a, a, an add-on to that is people who think they know or customers, please, brewery, bar customers, please stop giving us advice on how to run our business. We don't ask for it. Not that we don't need it, but there's things that you're a customer. You don't know what we have going on. We don't have, you don't know what we have planned, what we have in the works, anything. So to sit at my bar and to tell me for 20 minutes what you think I should do, just stop. Just stop. You're a customer. I'm I'm providing a service to you. If you like the service, please keep buying, keep coming back. But don't lecture me on how to run my business. Cause oh my god, that's Let's, you're not in that position to tell me how to run my business. Can we go that's, into what my third topic is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do not complain to the bartender about the policies they don't have control over, and tell them how another brewery down the road does things. Is this another vape thing? <laughs> no, no. This is very similar to what you're saying. It's it's the people that come in and say, oh, I was at so-and-so brewery and they do flights. I was at so-and-so brewery and they only charge this much for their IPA. Yeah. Well, that's great. Like that's their business model and our business model is our business model. And, and we'll take, you know, advice to a degree, but at the same time, you have to understand that you're walking into an operating business, one that had a business plan and has, you know, professionals in charge of running it. And whether those professionals are good at their job or not, they're running it the way they see fit to run their business. They're not running it the way that every individual customer comes in and wants it run. And if you don't like the way it's being run, then you can Again, support with your wallet and go somewhere else and support the other guy. But bartenders don't have any control really over what is what the policies are of their restaurant. It comes down to them and they are there to enforce it. Giving them attitude or giving them lip about it is not going to help their day at all. And it's not going to help your day. And also, they don't really care what the guy down the street's doing because they're not the guy down the street. 
they're they're their business and they're running their business the way they need to run their business. So don't basically just don't be, uh, honestly, it comes off as pretentious or kind of just douchey or something. Yeah. Just, yeah, just come in, be respectful of the way they're doing their thing. And if you don't particularly like it, then don't support them again. But there's no, there's no foul in that. Right. But everybody, I want to describe a bartender or a beer tender's job, show up on time, Provide great customer service, poor beer, clean glassware, and clean. That's it. They don't make business decisions. They don't I mean, oh, and, and enforce rules. Yeah, well, let's not forget. They don't make business decisions. They don't price things out. They don't. Their job is just those four things. That's it. So to sit there and lecture and lecture and lecture. Oh, well, just like you said, the guy down the street does this. This place does this. The bartender, frankly, probably doesn't give a damn mm-hmm. because I'm focused on you here, making sure – you you have a beer in your hand as quickly as possible. You get what you want. Your ga- glass is clean. The area around you is clean, and making sure you're having a safe, uh, you know, time at the establishment. But like everyone's so like forceful, and like they think that we as employees want to hear what they think. So then I'll ask like, hey, so uh, you know, what do you do for a living? They're like, oh, I teach kindergarten, <laughs> or like, oh, I. I don't know, like clean pools. Like then you're not, you don't, you're not here. Like you're not here behind the closed doors deciding things. Like I don't understand what makes people like willing to just sit there and say those things. Like, ah, just enjoy the beer, watch the giants win in overtime and, and, you know, and take yeah, right. <laughs> Good giants drop. I'm wearing the UCF hat. I have to drop them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah House of the that. Undefeated, baby. House yeah. of the Undefeated. Well, um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it happens all the time with that kind of thing. Um, and people, you know, would love to tell you how to run your business. It happens with me, not in a brewery, too. Um, people always, you know, once a month, somebody comes up to me with a bright idea to tell me, you know, hey, why don't you run, uh, you know, happy hour until like 8 o'clock? Because, you know, nobody can make it before 6 o'clock. And, and, and I have to like explain to them, well, that's the point. Like (laughs) the point is to motivate people to come out to your restaurant at a time they would not already be coming out. It's not to give away free stuff at times that we're already busy. Yeah. So I, you know, so it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I understand that it's difficult to get out during happy hour hours. That's the point of incentivizing people to come out during those hours. It's right. not that we're like dodging, giving away free stuff. We are giving away free stuff as an incentive to get people to come out at a time they would not normally come out. So, so you have to understand the business behind things that businesses do. And if you don't understand those things, then you're not really in a position to give the advice to the business owner. Right. It's it's weird. Like the business isn't about you, right? It's about the masses, right? So whether or not you, as a singular person, agrees with that decision, is really nothing if the numbers back it up or if more people benefit from it. Like this this brewery is not here for you specifically. It's they enjoy good beer and they make me money, <laughs> <laughs> or the owner's money, whatever the case is, right? Like. Uh, I, it just goes in like self-absorption and pretentious and like them thinking one person is more important than the hundred behind them. And in actuality, everyone's equally important. Correct. Not just one. Um, you want, you want to go in for my, my, uh, my biggest 
Yeah, let's do Complaint. it. All right, this is this is gonna be heavy, real heavy. Dear bar customers, please stop being shitty tippers. <laughs> I'm, let me explain. <laughs> I came up where I thought this episode was when I knew this episode was going to happen. I wanted to come up with an, a slogan, another quality over everything type quote, right? And here it is. You ready, Jeff? It's tip for the work provided, right? Now, if you get a beer and that's it, you, which that's a whole nother science. I don't know. Why do people go to brewery for a beer and leave? Anyway, if you go out for a beer and you tip $1, that's sufficient, right? Correct. You took, 10 seconds of my day as a bartender, I poured you one beer, you tip me a dollar, that's cool. No complaints. If you sit there for three hours and you run up a $100 tab and you tip $10, you're a piece of shit. Because I poured you eight, nine, 10, no, 12 beers or whatever, or crawlers, whatever it is. I poured you multiple things. And for you to tip 10%, you're a piece of shit. Also, and, and you took that much time. Yes, that much time. time. Yes, time. If you come in on a can really stay and you order an entire case of beer and you don't leave a tip, you're a piece of shit. Because I still provided work for you. I got you those cans. It's not that you got them yourself. If you got them yourself, I didn't do the work. Don't tip me. But I went in the cooler, Jeff went in the cooler, got you the cans, walked them back to you. Am I asking for 20%? No. A dollar is cool. You know what I'm saying? $80 in cans? I still worked for you, provided you a service. Thus, I should be tipped, right? And it's no secret, most bartenders, beer tenders, waiters, anyone in the service industry are paid a lot less. For the same amount of work, if not possibly more work than retail people, and people should be compensating that. I'm providing you a service outside of my $5 minimum. Like, you should, as a customer, be compensating us for that, right? Yes. And and, people don't. No, and then also, here's the other thing that people just, for for some reason, forget. And and this is a a huge thing with takeout food to go food at restaurants. <laughs> that is actually more work. Um, yep. Packaging the kitchen puts it into go boxes. They don't package it all up. They don't package up bread for you. They don't put their silverware in there. They don't put the napkins in there. They don't bag it all up nicely for you. And they don't hand it to you and double check it. When you come in, all that stuff is done extra. That is somebody taking time out of their real job to make sure that your meal to go is done correctly. And nobody ever, well, not nobody, but a lot of people don't tip on to go fast majority. Yes. Similarly, similarly, um, like you're saying on the can release thing, who do you think took the time to take all those cans from the canning line, stack them up nicely in the, in the tap room, who's taking them off the stack and packaging them up for you and getting them ready for you to take home. Who's got all the extra stuff, the little bottle, you know, the little glassware releases and the things that come with it, um, you know, bringing it up for you, taking the money. Like there's people, there's things in the works that you didn't even see, like the hour it took for them to take all those cans out of the back of the house and stack them in the front of the house. You know, all that stuff, that's work that was provided for you on your behalf that, 
you know, like, like you're saying, you're not providing a service where you're serving them, but you did do a lot of work for them. And that, you know, a little bit of tip is, is appreciated. Right. If you can afford the $80 in cans that you're buying, you can afford two or three extra bucks for a tip. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's exactly my point is, you know, people who work in the service industry vastly have experienced it, have experience in it. It's, it's very rarely somebody's first job that, you know, you'll find someone, Oh, it's my first day as a waitress, but for the ma- a vast majority people in the service industry have some sort of experience and to like, I don't, that's what we're not, we're reasonable people. We understand what we're doing, right? We understand me getting you cans is less of, of a providing a service, but I'm still working for you. I'm still getting the cans, giving you the cans, all the work to stack, everything that the customer may or may not see. Somebody's doing it, like you said. And I'm not asking for 20% on 80. Two bucks, three bucks. Like that's all that's all we ask. That's it. That's it. And it adds up to offset the lower yeah. hourly wage. At the end of the day, when these guys go out and they work a full day on a day where not a ton of people are drinking in the tap room because they're all buying cans and heading out, yep. you know, it, maybe they make 30 bucks each extra in tips, but that's 30. That's, you know, that's, they were making $5 an hour. Yeah. So we're not really raking the money. You know, we're not going home and be like, Oh boy, I got to buy myself a new TV. It's like, wow. I just worked a full day and I made eight fifty an hour. Right. And I was busting my ass lifting a shit ton of cans and doing this, ringing people out. Like it, it is what it is, you know? And, and the argument with it being, Oh, well, what's the difference between, you know, retail and, and serve, you know, servers and service. Well, the difference is, is that retail, the customers to get it themselves. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Essentially the difference is retail people are paid higher and all they really do is stock the shelves and ring out, run the register. Right. Service people are actually providing service to you. We're getting you the beer. We're, we're pouring it for you. We're cleaning your glasses. We're cleaning up after you. Cause you guys don't fuck. So many people just leave their dirty glasses and trash all over the tables. Like somebody has to clean that up. And if you're not willing to clean it up yourself, well, to do the right thing and being a good person, you'll add an extra dollar, two, three dollars on the tip because that person making five bucks an hour now has to clean up after you. Ah. True. Checkmate. Just pay pay for the work that is being provided to you. That's all I'm saying. Just when you go in, if I get a beer, that's it. A dollar's fucking cool. Or if you but, go in, you shit ton of cans, fucking tip accordingly. Okay, but now here's another thing. One beer and you go and you grab it and you walk, uh, you know, to the back, to the back bar, you go grab a bar stool somewhere and you don't talk to the bartender and you close out and that's it. One dollar is fine. Once you get past two beers, it's no longer fine to go one dollar per beer. Now you, now you need to go 20% or, or at least, you know, 15 to 18%. At least 18%. Um, you, the dollar per drink thing was probably great if you're drinking, you know, two or three dollar Bud Lights. But once you get, you know, uh, out of that kind of drinking scene, yes, once one beer, one drink, whatever, you can tip a dollar on that. But if you go any more than that, it has to be an actual percentage and a real tip. You can't once because now you're provided time and multiple times of doing service and stuff. It's different. It's that's one thing that I have always been strongly, you know, firmly believed in that I'm okay with a dollar, dollar a drink, as long as you're buying one drink. Yeah. 
I, I mean, that makes sense too, because you're spending more time with that person, right? And right. in a way, you as customers have to maybe not understand, but maybe be aware of is that, you know, you're essentially our boss in, in, in a tip scale. So the more time we spend with you, the more time we should be compensated for that, right? And I guess that could go along with what you just said of one beer, we're in and out a dollar. But if, if you're ordering two or more, like we're having to walk, you know, take your order, put in the register. There's more time being being put towards you to where you're not one, that $1 per drink just mm-hmm. doesn't work out um, past or two or more. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone's a shitty tipper. I'm not saying, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, probably more than 50%. Of the people who, you know, just aren't aren't aware or don't understand tipping culture, um, and then there's some people who overtip, and I don't complain about overtipping because that's their prerogative. That doesn't hurt me as much as being undertipped does. Well, obviously, <laughs> right, and that's where my biggest problem stemmed from is you know is just be fucking. Just understand, like even crawlers, like crawlers, right? So, okay, I get eight crawlers. <laughs> we have to go label each crawler, sanitize it, wash it, rinse it, fill a 32 ounce crawler eight times, and you tip fucking three bucks. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. That's way more labor intensive. Or even building a flight. Building a flight and crawlers take the most of our time. Yep. And they are the ones outside of cans that are tipped the least. Yep. And it's not fucking cool, dude. Like it, it, it's really not, you know. And eight crawlers, yeah. You know, you can see us. You see us writing, you know, ABV beer name, the date, who canned it, filling up thirty-two ounces, guys. That's two fucking pints times eight. That's sixteen. We just filled up sixteen beers for you, and you tip us three dollars. Not a dude. Fuck that. You mm-hmm. speak a person. You understand that people on the other side of the bar are trying to make a living too. I can't pay my student loans. I can't pay my bills unless I make a certain amount of money. And if I spend so much time with you as a customer to get shafted, like you're fucking me over. You're fucking Julie over, whoever that is. And that's not cool. Like that's not being kind. And if you get bad service, you should address it to the person or to a manager and not fuck them on the tip. That's not, I don't like that. Luckily, we've never had that problem where I work. We're like 98% fucking awesome. But if you have a problem with your service, you need to talk to a manager or, or whoever's in charge and not screw the server out of, out of cash. What do you think, Jeff? Do you agree with that? Yes and no. I mean, I've never, I've never been somebody who withholds a tip because of bad service to, unless the service is like, like the person should absolutely not be in that line of work because they're just completely terrible. Yeah. Um, which I've only experienced like once in my long life of going out a lot. Oh, wait, um, 39th and you're, long, you're old now? Yeah, man. <laughs> you're my long life. <laughs> well, I, but, no, but I'm not somebody who I, I go out a lot, right? At least in my life, I've gone out to eat uh, more than your average person being that I've been in the restaurant industry my whole life. And yeah. so, you know, in, with my, That's, with my experience, yeah. it's happened one time where I've had somebody who just completely was undeserving. Oh, I am, huh? Yeah, back up, back up like another 30 seconds of talking. Saying in my life and in my experience and being in restaurants my whole life that it, it um, 
is pretty rare. It's only happened one time where I've met somebody who just absolutely is in the wrong line of work, miserable in service and should not be doing it. And that person, yes, there's been a time where I'm like, I can't tip this person 20%. But even then, I think I still gave him 15. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, and that's about as low as I'll ever go because I am in the industry and I understand that that person's working for money. But, you know, there are people who don't deserve your money. I do understand that. I do get where there are customers who want to speak with their wallet, like we were saying, and say, you shouldn't be in this industry. But at the end of the day, just giving somebody a shitty tip doesn't tell them that. It tells yeah. them that you're an asshole. It doesn't tell yeah. them that. It doesn't tell them that I'm an asshole. It maybe it should. <laughs> Maybe it yeah. should, but sometimes it probably should. Um, but you have to understand that that's not the, the image. That's not the message you're giving them by giving them a bad tip. You're giving them the opposite message. You're saying, wow, I can't believe that customer was such an asshole. They only left me, you know, 8%. Yeah. What a jerk. When really you're trying to say, hey, man, you sucked as a server. You know? Yeah, that's but, a really good point. That's a really good point. You know, so you know. maybe, maybe you guys don't even realize that that's actually how we look at it, but that's how we look at it. It's never yeah. like, it's not a self-reflection thing. When we get a bad tip, we're not like, wow, what did I do wrong? It's like, what a freaking cheap ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're 1000% right on that. Yeah. That's a super good point. Yeah. Maybe we should start looking at <laughs> Maybe we should start looking at ourselves every time and saying, what did I do wrong? I don't know, but that's not exactly, know. that's just a little bit too big picture for us, I think. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, another thing, another thing I want brewery customers or bar customers to stop doing, please stop being so needy. <laughs> My God. Oh God. I don't, I might have to bow out of this one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's, um, you know, understand that it's, it's just understand we have other customers too, you know, that's all, that's all. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You know, we're, we're running around depending on how the shifts and, and everything's broken up. If we're super busy, like just understand that we're, you can clearly see that we're running around. If we don't get to you right away, we'll get to you at some point. If the, the, the employee is a good employee, um, if you need something small that can wait, that'd be cool because there's other people who don't have a beer in their hand, who don't have food. So they're a little bit more of a priority than getting you napkins or a glass of water that that thing's the, the tanks right behind you that you could get yourself. Right. Or, Hey, can I get a coaster? It's like, well, I got people, I got a line of people here who don't even have beers and you're having me stop for a coaster. Like just, just put it on the, on the counter. Like it's fine. Just mm-hmm. coaster. I'm, I have to clean that after just put the glass down. It's fine. It's cool. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I get it. There is, there are people who are uh, impervious to the fact that there are other people at the bar. Um, and you know, that's part of just the service industry and what we have to deal with, uh, and keeping, keeping your bar under control and, and making sure everybody's taken care of is a constant challenge with that because there are definitely people who are way needier than other people. Mm -hmm. Um, but hopefully like we were talking about, hopefully they compensate you for your time and they realize that, I required a lot of energy, so I should give a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Rarely does it work that way, but you would hope so. Yeah. And other than that, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been, it's been, 
it really, I, I just been, I was so set on the tip thing that I didn't really think anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I do. There's another one for me, and it kind of came up when you started talking about us cleaning up after people. And this one actually, it doesn't happen all the time, but I don't. When it happens, it's like I don't understand the thought process that went behind it. And it's, um, well, there's two versions of it. One of them is, do not customers do not put nasty trash into beer glasses and leave it on the table so like oh, yeah okay i don't if it's yeah. like you spilled if you spilled ketchup or something and you just put like ketchup in there and or whatever i i've seen you know ketchup napkins i've seen uh you know all kinds of just like chicken wing bones and things like that it's like we have to oh my god like people drink out of these glasses and not that we're not cleaning them thoroughly or putting them through a dishwasher but nobody wants to see that nobody wants yeah. to see that a glass that they might drink out of later had like your dirty nasty already eaten chicken wing bones in it yeah i um, have to pick that out the, with our hands that oh. was the other one though i'm glad you said it dip spit as a person who did dip uh, for a lot of my life, unfortunately, and I have quit, but, um, did dip the, the dip spit in glasses at a bar is one of the most just cringeworthy, disgusting things that you could Pretty do. Foul. Um, and, and never did I do that. I'll, I'll say that it's in, in a, in an establishment's glassware is that's about as low as you can get with spitting your dip spit. So, that's a big no-no. That was going to go on my list as well. Please stop doing that. It is <laughs> one of the grossest things ever when you go to clean a table and there's a cup with three inches of freaking nasty, brown, stinky spit in it. Yeah, like that's, that's really, really just low. And and just that's a big no-no. So don't do that, please. We're asking you. We're begging you. Yeah, we're don't begging do you. <laughs> don't do that. If you I'm absolutely do need something – a non-clear plastic cup that is throwawayable that you yourself throw away is the preferred thing to do. If yes. they don't have non-clear, put some napkins in it, maybe a splash of water, try to make it less disgusting, and please dispose of it on your own. A bunch of animals. <laughs> a bunch of animals. Another thing I want to point out, and I don't understand why people do this, and when they do it, it I lose my mind. Bar customers, please stop just leaving your fucking glassware on the table when you walk up to the bar to order another drink. That is a good one. <laughs> we don't have table service, so in order to order a drink, you got to walk up to the bar, right? I don't understand why people just leave their glasses there when they have to walk up to the bar, bar to order another drink. I don't it's get funny. it. It happens all the time. It's funny. I know. I, at this point, I just laugh about it. It happens. You, you've been to my care. restaurant. You know that little lot. Uh, that little back bar, like half wall thing. Yeah. That thing gets loaded with glasses all the time when people, and it's like, you're walking, you, you know, there's five feet between the bar and that. Like, so when you're leaving and you have to like walk out, walk out of the restaurant, like yeah. you can reach for with your left hand from that side and just put the cup without even moving, just like put it on the bar. Yeah. You don't even have to move. It's, it's five feet away. And, and I, I can't tell you at least 10 times every night I'm running around the whole bar coming out through the busy front of the restaurant with people on a wait and stuff and squeezing my way through, excuse me, excuse me to go pick up a bunch of freaking glasses because you know, they couldn't, they couldn't oh, take it. it from their left hand and put it in their right hand and put it on the bar for us. And it's just, it happens all the time. I laugh about it. It's whatever. It's, it's extra steps on my Fitbit. 
(laughs) (laughs) I just don't get it. Like the, uh, it's illogical to me. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting too logical the the older I get. Yeah, man. We are getting old though, huh? God damn. I recently had a birthday, everybody. Yeah, happy birthday, belated birthday. Yep, yep. I'm a 30-year-old man. I got the flu on my 30th birthday, and I've had the flu ever since. Yeah, yeah. So, But you had a good trip, which we'll talk about next episode. Uh, yes. We'll do a – I guess it will be our 2018 and recap episode uh, where we get to talk about all the cool things that we've done both as a show and then personally and kind of all that kind of looking back on 2018 and, and everything like that. Um. For that, that's next episode for, you know, hopefully next week, assuming everything goes to plan. Um, but other than that, I got nothing for, uh, I got nothing to bitch about. <laughs> yeah, we, we got all the bitching out. We got all the bitching out. I feel better. I can go home and, or I'm already home. I can go to bed later and just sleep peacefully. I got all my, my illogical anger out about yeah people who don't tip properly. Yeah. So if you guys actually don't hate us after listening to this and think that we were just picking on you then maybe hopefully we've helped some people. Yeah. And if you think we're picking on you, then do better. <laughs> Either way, comment and let us know. Comment, let us know. Uh, email us at the bar podcast at gmail.com or go to our website at the bar podcast.com. And on the very bottom of the front page, there is a uh, submission form that you can, if you don't want to email us personally, you can go through there and your emails are, not anonymous. I just remember they're not anonymous. <laughs> I thought they were for a split second. Uh, they're not, but um, that's the best way to be featured on the show. We do not have a call in line. I know a couple of people have asked if we have a call in line. We don't because I don't know how to do that. And I but don't we, have the time. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll try and figure it out. We'll work on it. Maybe we'll start doing live stream on Facebook in the near future. We got to see how that works out. Um, and try that. But uh, other than that, that's that's all we got for today as always be sure like i just said hit up our website at the barpox.com click on store we have i believe four or five shirts currently available for 24.99 each and it's christmas time and it's christmas time we might be throwing a sale up by the time you listen to this so head on over to either the facebook page at the bar podcast or the website for more information on the uh discount sales and whatnot um, we will be uploaded a shirt with the new logo on the front. That'll be definitely our new our next release because that's pretty much already done. All I gotta do is just upload it. <laughs> um, and then uh, more shirts coming in the future. I just said earlier the steps of the eight twenty shirt or the eighty twenty shirts come is on the list of things for me to design, uh, and a couple other shirts that will remain a secret uh, until they get released and I decide on what they look like. Other than that. Until next time, I am Mike. That's Jeff. Be sure to swing by Black Marlin and be a great person and put your glasses on the bar for Jeff. Uh, so, he's have to, so he can put less miles, uh, steps on his Fitbit. <laughs> Gotta love the Fitbit, though. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, um, thanks again for listening. And well, I'm off my game. Listening. I was going to say listening and watching. No one's watching. Uh, for listening. listening. And as always, we'll see you guys at the bar. Bye. Peace.